And we're back. Welcome to another episode of the Panther Den Podcast. Today, we're going to do the second part of JFK. Probably a little before the set, a little bit of what he did before he got killed and then conspiracy around his assassination. But today, we're joined with uh, J-Dub is joining us again. We got Russ. Hello. And we got Dave back. Yo. Cameron couldn't join us today. He's got some kind of other whatever going on. There's no telling with him. Never know. But we'll start out uh we'll start out going into the Bay of Pigs and what happened there. So just to got just to kind of give you a brief overview of that before we get deep into it, it started as a plan from the former president, which was Eisenhower right before JFK. And it consisted of a anti-communism thing that the CIA was training a bunch of Cubans to go in and try and overthrow or start some kind of revolution for Castro. And, well, it didn't end up super well. Well, because... Well, because prior to this, Castro wasn't necessarily a communist yet, and he was in the government. But he ended up, he ended up taking over. Like he was already in the government, kind of on the side of like the Soviet Union type, like communism stuff. And there was the Cuban Revolution, and that's when he overthrew Batista. I guess I don't know his first name. Yeah, well, and th- this was like the one of the big times for communism too. Like yeah. everybody was scared of it. Everybody was scared of what could happen. But that was like one of those things where back then they were like, if you think your neighbor's a communist, he might be. Yeah, and it was like I didn't live during it, but my parents did, and and. I mean, they were always afraid of nukes coming in or something starting. And I think it was just a big, like, hey, don't don't touch me. Don't touch me. Like, uh, he's like, mom, he's touching me. He's touching me. And <laughs> stuff like that. Like, it was kind of just a big pissing match. and But no one ever threw hands. Yeah. But this was kind of, I mean, this, I mean, some stuff happened in the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis. But this... I um as far as well uh, Vietnam and Korea probably is a bigger ones, but this is probably third in big time like actual fighting happening mm-hmm. in the Cold War. Yeah, well, also they went to we went to Iraq or Afghanistan in the eighties, didn't we? Yeah. Uh. Well. But yeah, the Russians. Those yeah. were the okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Either they, they couldn't win it either. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> The main, the main thing here is that at that period of time, everybody was fighting communism, and it was a thing in the political realm that they called the domino effect. <clears throat> in Southeast Asia, in Cuba, all through, they was afraid that once the communists got a foothold, and like in Southeast Asia and all that, it would just continue to carry on. It's mm-hmm. called the domino effect. Castro really. Batista was not a good leader. 
the United States had good relations with Cuba since 19, since uh, 1898 during the Cuba, Cuban, when the United States freed Cuba from Spain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had good relations. It was a, it was a playground for the United States, the mafia, they had gambling. Cuba was just a party house. It's kind of like, it's kind of like <clears throat> uh, how Venezuela was a few years ago. Yeah. And now it's just, well, now you can go to Cuba, but Cuba was just, it's been a, I mean, for most of, for most of my life, it was pretty bad. And then Castro, and then, well, I mean, it was just bad the entire time. I mean, until, uh, I mean, like Havana recently, was, Havana was like a, a Las Vegas, you might say the whole country was, I mean, you had your poor people, you had people suffering, Batista, like I said, he was a monster too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and well, that's uh, probably why they that's probably made it easier for castro yeah like even if exactly some, even if people didn't necessarily agree with him it was a change that he was revolutionary probably were Chase, Chavero, yeah right yeah all them guys like that they were revolutionaries i didn't know if i said his name right Ch- che avero you've heard of him no i yeah, have you I've haven't heard of, heard of him i don't think i've heard of him <laughs> anyway <laughs> I can't go into it because I don't know that much about him because he's, you see t-shirts and posters of him because he's some great revolutionary, but yeah. he was a murdering SOB. Yeah. If you, you go look up any, you look up a bunch of like, um, college kids Yeah, mm-hmm. and they'll be wearing, you'll, you've probably seen his picture yeah, before you have. I'm sure on you shirts have. and stuff. He wore, he wore like a, he had like a hat on some kind of, what is it kind called? Beret. Beret. He had like a beret on. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yes. I don't know. I'd have to see and a picture he, of him. Yeah. I'll he see was if a I can monster find also. One. I mean, and uh, I think the the Russians at the time of the revolution were supplying Cuba with arms. How do you say his name there, J-Dub? Oh, I don't know. Guevara. Uh, che Guevara. Yeah, that, that looks Guevara. right. Yeah. He I was, was from Chile. I think he was originally from Chile. His real name is Ernesto. Ernesto. Yeah. Now I remember that because there was that guy because there was something with like Planet of the Apes where it was that guy but had an ape face. Yeah. <laughs> but we'd had good relations. The mafia was in Havana and Cuba, Hollywood. Everybody went to Cuba. Hemingway said it was I can't remember what he called it, but it was the jewel of the Caribbean or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they it did was, it like in the what was it like the. 40s and 50s they did a bunch like there was a, actors went there all the time did yeah, all kinds of stuff. it was a party it was a party country yeah. I mean, it was a place to go party gambling legal gambling and everything and it was it was a place man why would they ever want to invade it but but the people the general public were being you know it wasn't all good for them i mean you look at oh you yeah, look at I places down in latin america now like Gosh, it just left me. Them, them places where you go, people, the Americans go down and party. Like the Caribbeans? Or- yeah, down in there. I'm just at a loss all of a sudden. <laughs> I can't think of no place. Aruba, places oh, like yeah. that. You get away from the tourist attractions and you're seeing ghettos and you're seeing... You'll get your head put yeah, on they, a spike. They've got all those uh, blockaded in. Yeah, to where I mean, the, the, the tourists won't even see this what's outside those it's still the same in those latin american countries a lot of it is not that i've ever been there i've never been to aruba or to acapulco or places like that 
Cancun. Well, yeah. we went to Cancun and we hit the airport and we was uh, loaded up onto a bus and straight to the hotel. And wow, what a hotel. Yeah. But uh, we went on an excursion. And of course, you know, on the backside of the hotel, you got all these white beaches and, you mm-hmm. know, everybody's tanned and having a good time. But uh, we went to the marketplace and we went on our own and we rode a bus and oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, the streets, you got room enough for two cars with two, two or three inches in between the cars and each, you know, each lane and they're going a hundred miles an hour. And you got all these people on the, in these vehicles and on this bus and you, they dropped us off at the, uh, uh, marketplace and it was pretty scary. Yeah. We didn't spend a lot of time there, but, uh, we, we got out of there pretty quick, you know, mm-hmm. but they're always, Hey, come over here. Look at our junk. Look yeah. at our junk, you know? Yeah. Well, and people like, and, and the thing is those people, people there, like if, if you throw out like the mo- possible mafia and people like doing crimes against you and stuff, if you throw that away, they, those people know who the tourists are. Yes. Like it's like in, uh, like I've always wanted to go see the pyramids in Egypt, but I don't, cause I've seen people who go there and they will be just, there'll be the people there that, and there's guys that have whistles with them and they'll whistle at you and start speaking a foreign language and you think you're doing something wrong. Turns out they're not, they're, they have no, they're not police. They're nothing. They're just doing that. And then they go up and tell you, you need to pay a fine or something. And people will pay it all the time. And like, there's a bunch of people like trying to give tours, like saying you can't get, go this close to the pyramids, but you actually can. And they're just trying to get money off you. But the same, like you go anywhere and that isn't mostly isn't Western. Like they know you're a tourist and they know they can possibly trick you. Right. But, um, but that, that's how Cuba was. mm -hmm. So do we want to go into Cuba? Castro took over Havana in 1959, 75. I'm reading from Bill O'Reilly's book, killing Kennedy. And it's got a little bit of info on the, Bay of Pigs, and it says in 59, Castro walked into Havana with his army, took over Batista's government. 75 political prisoners were marched in in the dead of the night to an open field outside of Santiago, hands tied behind their back with no path. There was there were, Those who slowed down or stumbled felt, felt the sharp jab of soldiers' bayonets. <clears throat> Suddenly, a row of army trucks turned on the headlights, revealing a trench six foot deep and 50 yards long. Bulldozers parked alongside the trench, blades lowered, ready to plow the fresh mounds of dirt into the massive hole. The execution was supposed to be a secret, but the prisoner's wives and girlfriend found out and kept vigil, following a procession from a distance and gasping in horror as those headlights illuminated as soon as it would soon be a mass grave. <clears throat> so he was, <laughs> he wasn't no sweetheart. Mm. And he ruled with an iron hand from then on. And uh, Russia finally come in and backed him on his stuff. Yeah. He went I think, to them. Yeah. It was probably mostly because of their, how close they were to the States. Oh, yeah. I 90 mean, miles away. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but so kind kind of, I guess if we want to kind of go into it, there was, cause the U S so once like Eisenhower approved, approved it and then JFK continued with it, there was a brigade called brigade two five Oh six, which was the armed wing of the democratic revolution, uh, front. And so the CIA, so I guess those are the people opposing Castro in Cuba. And a lot of them were refugees. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot of, them of were them, refugees. Yeah. They, they seen what was happening and moved out real quick. Mm -hmm. Well, they, cause they, a lot of them were in Florida. And then when the CIA started funding them, it says here, they took them and trained them in Guatemala mm -hmm. on doing it. And it also it says there were some, uh, U S military personnel. I'm, I'm sure the bombers in it probably were yeah. Americans. But there was 1,500 troops, and they were divided into five infantry battalions and one paratrooper battalion. And they launched from Guatemala and Nicaragua by boat in 1961. Hmm. And two days earlier, the CIA supplied B-26 bombers. See, that's another thing I don't, I don't really know, like, the entire point. I mean, I know what the CIA does, but... Can the C? I mean, are are those the CIA's bombers, or are they military bombers that they can just do what they want with? You they know? have to have some kind of. I mean, some kind of pull with the military to do these type of things. You know, it's CIA's been very prominent since World War Two. I mean, mm -hmm. they just kept growing bigger and bigger. Yeah, and they used they were, military aircraft to fly in whatever they did, whenever, whenever they needed it. They were mainly, uh, <clears throat> they were put into like big use during the cold war though. Weren't they like, they grew a lot more and they were used for spies and to get Intel and do all that, but not have the constraints of like the regular military really. But I, I don't know. I I don't like that much of what the CIA has done. They're a, and they're a, they they should have I mean it's basically I think they should have been it's basically its own government own government in it. Like it's it has its own if, to me it seems like it has its own politics with their own agendas and they don't they don't care about the people and they also don't care about the, the, um, like the executive branch, the, uh, the, just the branches, they don't care. And like, those are probably, the government's probably more likely to work with the CIA. And if they don't, well, we kind of see what happens. They're the bad guys in a sense. They, they're the ones that yep. if the politicians need somebody to take care of them, mm -hmm. they do the dirty work. I mean, they're the, they're the KG, there are KGB. They're the hit men. Yep. They're the hitmen. Hey, we need you to do away with this leader in this country. Yeah, and it's okay, not we'll only it. just the hitman thing. I mean, they did the they did MK Ultra too, didn't they? They did all kinds yeah. of stuff. Well, I they, mean, they have divisions. That's what I mean. But but they they're the ones that do the dirty work, keep the politicians out of it. They yep. can kind of say, oh well, it's that CIA. Yeah, they can blame the CIA because yeah. I'm sure a lot of the con like a lot of them have connections. But then all they have to do is say because like you look at like when this isn't necessarily CIA. But like when, when like Waco and uh, Ruby Ridge, Ridge stuff, Ruby Ridge. Ruby Ridge. <laughs> so you don't blame, you're not blaming. I mean, there were some people that were like 
individually blamed. But if you go and blame the FBI and the ATF, no one knows who's who's who in the FBI. Maybe the director. No one knows who the ATF who's in the ATF. So it's kind of like you have a you have a seal that you get to blame instead of an actual person. Mm-hmm. So that's like their fallback. If so, if they have people in Congress, all they have to do will be like, well, it was the CIA's fault, and then the CIA or the FBI investigates themselves and they're like oh we didn't find anything and and what gets me is they're all for the good of the united states but they Mm -hmm. they clash they just bounce off each other they don't help one another you see it and everything you especially see it in movies um he's an fbi i hate the fbi you know Mm -hmm. the cia they're they're always causing trouble somewhere there's always some Dark shadow there. Cloak well, and like, dagger. Cloak and dagger stuff. Yeah, well, like uh recently, well, I mean not well, I mean in the twenty first century recently, uh there was at one point this uh cause the CIA had was um it was in uh the Middle East somewhere. They had supplied a small group of um I guess it was it might have been Taliban or like a subgroup of Taliban. Well they had they had supplied them with weapons. Well, the, at the same time, the FBI had supplied another group with weapons. Turned out, they were they, those two groups they supplied did not like each other, and they went into a big. There was a big, huge battle fought between them with our stuff, our taxpayer money, and it caused a bunch of problems. But it was for the good of the country. For the good of the country, like so, a bunch of people we don't know in the middle of a desert are using our stuff to kill each other, and our two different departments are down. It's basically fighting each other. Yeah. It makes sense. But back to the Bay of pigs, Castro warned, warned <clears throat> Kennedy at one point, he said, if you try to do anything, it'll be a worse mess than D day. Yeah. But, uh, he, J- JFK authorized operation mongoose, which was, I looked it up here to get a little bit more information on it, but operation mongoose, was authorized in November of uh, 1961, and it was uh, a campaign of terrorist attacks against civilians and covert operations carried out by the CIA in Cuba. So that really, that was one of the things that kind of went, that went into effect after the Bay of Pigs, though. Well, Still. Oh, they tried to kill Castro for years. The CIA, they tried to poison him. They hired hitmen from the mob. They hired... Well, kind of what <clears throat> Bay of Pigs, what happens in Bay of Pigs kind of shows why that Mon- the, the Operation Mongoose happened. Because, like, well, because when... So, if you're... Re- like, so basically the... So the invasion happened, happened in a place called the Bay of Pigs, which apparently a lot of people say wasn't the best spot to pick. Well, so they, so, and there was a local militia that had gotten, that got basically obliterated. Well, one of Castro's guys did a counterattack and then a Castro ended up taking over just himself. Yeah, there, there, there so, were the, the uh, militia you're talking about mm-hmm. is like 1400. Yeah. Uh, uh, American trained Cubans. Yeah. To, uh, initialize this and, uh, like you said, and uh, Castro uh, defeated him because he had more people. That's yeah. the only reason. Well, I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's, I mean, I don't know how big the army was, and how, right. how, but the leader of the country is leading a counterattack against 1,500 men. Yeah. Well, then another thing, too, around this time, word started getting out that the United States or uh, a United States-backed people were attacking Cuba. So at that time, Kennedy stopped, uh, withheld further air support after the uh, international community became aware of the operation. And so that's probably part of it too. So not only is an entire country's army against five battalions, but now they don't have air support anymore. Mm -hmm. So, and then I think they get out. So my thing is, is like, so the, so the, I'm assuming the international community was like, wait, what the heck are you doing? And then after that, it's like, well, how about instead of going, and invading why don't we just send our cia guys in there and do some jacked up stuff well that's a that's a big thing uh taking out your air support i mean that 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 wins wars yeah air superiority is just i mean that's what you need yeah in that vein on september uh, not september april 15th on a saturday eight b-26 bombers piloted by a cuban freedom fighter fighters attacked three Cuban air bases. The original plan called for 16 planes, but Kennedy got cold feet and he can't cut it down to eight. Yep. That was a major factor right there. Cause they was on the beach and they were, the Cubans had some aircraft and they yeah. had artillery. Yeah. They had it all. And they didn't get off the beach and board boys didn't get off the beach. And if Kennedy it's, it's a question the, either the eight other bombers might have had an effect or they might not have. Yeah. But they there's three main roads, and they was going to get to those three main roads and take over those roads. If they could have done that, got off the beach and got all those three main roads, they might have stood a chance mm -hmm. if they had the proper backup. Well, but see, yeah, but that see, that's my – like, let's like let's say they did what – let's say they got on the beach, they got through, they took the three roads. 1,500 men – I mean, what, I mean, that's their plan was to eventually get to the Capitol and overthrow, but I don't think 1500 men is going to be able to do that. It might surprise you. I, I mean, mean, I mean, if the right training and the yeah. right equipment and the right support at the right times, yeah. I mean, that's, that's always been a factor. Yeah. You send in say a dozen seals mm -hmm. and they go into a outpost or something like that look what they do yeah yeah i mean it's all it, it can go bad either way yeah but if they've got the right support and the yeah. timing's right and the teamwork's right 14 or men can do a lot of damage yeah i guess i mean i'm not well, saying where's the bay where's the bay of pigs in relation like how far away is it from havana do we know that mm, that's a good question i um, really don't know um i think it's pretty close actually um, but cause my thing is, is like, well, like if they had, that's a big, if, if they had air support and all this stuff, they probably could have made it. But I'm like, I wonder if, I wonder if they were doing kind of a thing where, um, they would invade and then the United States would be like, okay, we're going to have to step in or something. And it didn't go that way. See those airstrikes. One of them went to San Diego air base. They're close to Guantanamo. It's right on the southern tip of of Cuba. And Havana's up in the northern part. And they made another strike on the 15th. 
at Havana itself, another airfield there. Yeah, it's almost and Trinidad. The code name Bay of Pigs, Trinidad, was right. Mm-hmm. You can see that map there. Yeah, can you see the map there? Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> Just all happened in a four day period. I mean, it was boom, it hit and over with pretty quick. Yeah, because if we, I mean, if we wanted to take it, we could have, but but the Americans didn't want to be involved in it. Yeah. They did not want to be involved in it. That's they so didn't want to look like they was even that's involved just, in it. It's so funny to me. They're they're doing literally everything they can to be involved without actually being involved. When, well, for one, we probably shouldn't even have done it. And then two, why? if you're going to do it, you might as well do it. Yeah. Instead well, of just making an incident that screws up your, screws up the country and Go big or divides go home. people, yeah. And even then, whenever the Cuban Missile Crisis came around, we were like, "Okay, that's it. We're getting involved right then," because they we they were getting in nuclear missiles from Russia, and we were like, "Okay, you're too close with that. You could actually hit us with those." And we quarantined their. We pretty much quarantined their whole island. So no well, you know why Russians... they you know why they call it quarantine instead of blockade because a blockade's a thing of war or yeah, military. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the but the reason that they brought the missiles to Cuba was because we had miss we had missiles in Turkey and other countries like near near the Soviet Union. Because mm-hmm. and so it, and then there was I don't know if we want to there's not much to talk about but there was like some. There was some, uh, what's it called, like a big summit or something in Europe. And, well, I think I said it last episode, and one of the Russian guys were, or Soviet guys, Russia. yeah, he was. He did a speech that was basically supposed to be for his country. Well, JFK kind of got pissed, and he took it the wrong way. And it kind of broke down relations there. Well, then, so in response of having these missiles close to the Soviet Union... They brought missiles. They were going to bring missiles to Cuba. And there's, I mean, when, because it's kind of funny, there's not really much talk to talk about for the crisis, even though it was the closest we ever got to being in a nuclear war. Mm -hmm. Because basically what happened was, is like they, they put them there and we said, we want these gone. And they said, well, if you move them, if you move the ones out of Turkey, then we'll we'll take these back. And then somebody in the States was like, well, we were already going to move the ones in Turkey. And it kind of got a little, it kind of got a little hairy there because of the quarantine. And then they kept changing the deal. Like the Soviets and the Cubans, they kind of kept changing the deal, trying to get more stuff. And then, uh, then they started telling their ships to just go, go by the blockade. Some of them would turn around and some would just go through, and then they'd go. They searched a bunch of them, and something that a lot of them that they searched didn't have any weapons on it. Hmm. But it was getting pretty close to nuclear war. Well, that it, and that only lasted for thirteen days. But mm-hmm. that I guarantee those thirteen days were like hell for the American people. Just yeah. like, are we gonna get? nuked well because jfk told the or, country too like he was, let everyone know it was scary i i was just a young child 
but I remember some of it, some of the stuff that I heard my parents talk about. And of course we had TV and we listened to stuff and it was to a young kid that really, it, it worried me because you, they talk about nuclear weapons and, and invasions and stuff like that. They, you know, it, it's kind of, everybody was on edge. It was a, and then we didn't have the information we have today, the, the sources of information. Mm -hmm. We only had what they fed us on the six o'clock news. Yeah. Well, uh, we could probably and finish you, up the, and the thing, of, let me say one thing here first, uh, <laughs> as close as we was, you might say nuclear war. And it's about the missile crisis. You got to remember these guys had lived through World War II. Nikita mm -hmm. uh, Khrushchev, he was a general in the Russian army. He, he'd served in the Red Army. Kennedy, all these guys, all these guys were ex-military people. And they'd seen the destruction and the devastation that the bombs in Nagasaki and Hiroshima done. Mm -hmm. And they knew what would happen. That was, I think, one of the that kept anything from happening. Yeah. Well, nuclear they, is a lot worse than, you know, atomic. Yes. So they, like you said, they knew that, Hey, this is going to be a lot worse. Yeah. It's going to be a lot worse. These bombs we set off in Japan were bad, real bad. What could happen if we did this other stuff? Well, we're going to have to take an ad break and we can pick this up in our next segment. segment. And we're back. So we said pretty much almost everything that, we could think of for uh the cuban missile crisis so we're, we're just gonna say a couple more things it's uh j-dub what was it that you well so say? it was pretty is like we said closest we got to nuclear war but what ended up happening was unlike you said earlier there were they had saw what world war ii happened what happened in world war ii and i think in the grand scheme of things, JFK and Kirchev, uh, they both kind of had a restraint on their parts. And I think they saw what could happen and they both kind of, they backed down basically. And so what ended up happening was the missiles were taken out of Cuba. I think the Tur the ones in Turkey were taken out too. And they set up a phone line a direct phone line because during all this, when they were communicating, they were having to send like, like they were, they were typing it up and like sending it. It would take a while. So, so now they had a direct phone line to the Kremlin, to the white house, to the Kremlin and vice versa. And then also they created the, uh, it was the nuclear testing ban. Yeah. So that made it to where basically they, the testing, like they, they weren't, they couldn't really like provide missiles to other countries, nuclear missiles. They wouldn't, they would, they could only, they could, they could, they would be in charge of their nuclear missiles and they couldn't really hand them out willy nilly. And I don't think you can't forget to mention the space race. Oh, Russia yeah. was ahead of us in the space race. They had the missile capacity By to a shoot a missile to the United States from Cuba mm -hmm. easily. Oh, yeah. They had shot a missile in, I forget where, they'd shot one that the U.S. hadn't done yet. Mm hmm. And I wonder if the space race was kind of more of a way to get the people behind. I'm sure it was making yeah. missiles better. I'm sure it was. And you, you, another thing, Turkey is right on the border of Russia anyway. And like you said, we had missiles in Turkey. Mm -hmm. 
Well, and then we the Soviet really had Union. missiles closer to the Russians than they had to us. Yeah. Well, even sense. well, especially the Soviet Union, because all yeah. those countries are like Ukraine's a lot closer to Turkey than like if you're on the Black Sea and Ukraine was the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. So it was really close. So it was a give and take. We'll we'll take ours, you take yours, and we'll back up here and think about this. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's all you guys got to say about that part you, we'll, you, we can move on to the assassination if assassination you, you can't really you can talk about the assassination we'll get down to that but mm-hmm. this all combines into one thing this is all it's all inner interactive oh, yeah. i mean it's castro and kennedy they become it became a personal thing between the two yep yeah i believe it but uh we'll go ahead and move into the assassination. I'll just say the uh, the facts, the mainstream idea of what people, what was told back then. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, but uh, JFK was killed November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, in Dallas, Texas, at twelve thirty. He was shot by Lee Harvey Oswald who was a former U.S. Marine using an Italian Carcano bolt-action rifle. JFK was shot once in the chest and once in the, once through the head. And Oswald shot three times, though. He missed the first one and hit the second two. Yeah, the second two. Conley was also hit. Yeah. Was he, he hit by the stray bullet? Was he, he hit was, by one of the third shots? He or? was hit by the second one that went through JFK's chest. It went through his chest. Yeah. It, okay, go ahead. It went through his chest. Or Yeah, it went through his chest. It hit him in the shoulder, didn't it? And then went to his leg. Who's right? that? Uh, Conley? Conley. Yeah. Yeah, Conley was hit first. Conley was sitting in front of Kennedy. Yeah, but I thought that it went through his it went through his chest, went through Kennedy's chest and hit Connolly. Ah, there's the crazy bullet. Everybody the magic about. bullet. The magic bullet. <laughs> no, that was the reason. It was on the grassy knoll. The reason people think that the magic bullet, we'll get into that for in a minute, but either well, way, up. let's go. Hold on. I'm getting through it. Uh, so JFK was hit on the second and third shots and the shots were, done three of the shots were done in 5.6 seconds by a bolt action rifle which is kind of weird but either way we'll get into that later too then he jfk was rushed to the parkland memorial hospital and was pronounced dead about 30 minutes later and jfk's vice president was later sworn in on air force one that they took up because they thought maybe just in case there was a, another assassination attempt. But now we get into the conspiracies. This is the bet the my favorite part. The mat you guys mentioned the magic well, Dave mentioned the magic bullet theory. The magic bullet theory, it it's the theory that the bullet went so perfect that it kind of, it like twisted and tur- curved and went up and down. It went through JFK and into 
Connolly. Connolly, thank you. It went into him and hit him twice. That's not entirely true. It was because the bullet did tumble. I mean, it went through JFK's ribs. It had to have tumbled some. But also, JFK was sit was sat higher than Connolly. The type of car that was that that was the seats weren't the front and back seats weren't the same level. The back seats were higher than the front. So and then Oswald was higher up. Yeah, Oswald was also higher. I mean, he was in a building, fifth story or something. Yeah. Well, also uh, when uh, when Reagan was shot, Mm -hmm. he didn't get shot directly. The bullet went through the door, like like through the long of the door mm-hmm. came out and hit him. So like, that's the thing, like bullets, like if it had went through Kennedy, the bullet still has enough power probably to go into another person and come out and hit him again. But it's not going to just go straight through. Cause it's already lost so much power that it's tumbling. Like you said, and it's yeah. going to do that. And especially with the Carcano rifle. Yeah. I mean, those things, they have a lot of power to them. What's yeah. that? The Carcano rifles. I mean, <clears throat> They, that's that's what Oswald used. Yeah, yeah that's Italian, what he, it's an Italian rifle. Mm-hmm. But it, I, it's one of those things like people have tried to recreate that a lot, and nobody's really been able to say like, yeah, that's that's a magic bullet. No, it's it's the it's way- hard to replicate something that can be so. Like, cause I watch, like if you watch, um, YouTube, like, uh, if you ever watch demolition ranch on YouTube, mm-hmm. like whenever he, sh- he goes and like looks for the bullets when he shoots stuff. And, I mean, bullets will just, they'll just do crazy things that probably have never happened and will never happen again. If someone shot it the same exact way every time. Exactly. I mean, there's bullets that were found after wars that like collided and collided hit each in, other. In that's, air, yeah. that's a, one in amazingly a chance. small chance. Yeah. Humor me here just a minute. Let me read what Bill, Bill O'Reilly says about, about the shooting, the magic bullet and stuff. Okay. The first impact strikes the president in the back of his lower neck, traveling at 1,904 feet per second. The 6.5 millimeter round tears through the president's trachea, then exits his body through the tight knot of his dark blue tie. No bones are struck. And though his right lung is bruised, JF Kennedy, JFK's heart and lungs still function perfectly. The president is badly hurt, but very much alive. He has trouble breathing and taking talking as blood flows from his windpipe. Otherwise, the rifle shot would will mostly likely not kill him. The same cannot be said for Texas Governor John Connolly. His jump seat immediately in front of the president is three inches lower than where the president is cur- currently sitting. Therefore, ballistics after the fact show that the bullet that, that passed through Kennedy then entered Connolly's back. The governor had turned his body just before Oswald fired the shot. He was twi- twisting around trying to speak face-to-face with the president. Thus, the so-called magic bullet, which was traveling at slightly more than 1,700 feet per second, manages to pierce Connolly's skin, travel through his body, exit exiting below the right side of his chest. But the magic bullet isn't finished. It then pierces the governor's wrist, deflects off the bone into his left thigh, 
where it finally comes to rest. Yeah. So. I mean, something has to be said with the shooting a Carcano, a bolt action rifle, and what'd you say, 5.1 yeah, seconds? 5.6 seconds. Six seconds. That's what I was going to I mean, a second, when when you're given like three seconds in like a shoot, like one of those like shooting drills, mm-hmm. three seconds feels a lot longer than it actually sounds, but that's three shots. And they, like, if you watch the video, it sounds quick. Like, it sounds like, it's like a boom, boom. It sounds like a semi-automatic. He was a rifleman in the Marines. He had yeah. been highly trained. He was trained. He was a marksman. Yeah. In the Marine Corps. But I still don't, I mean, but also, just because you're good at shooting, I mean, you're going to be faster, but are you going to be that fast? Accurate. Are Here's, you going to be that, that accurate? That's accurate, fast, and while on a moving can, vehicle. I think you can be that fast. I really yeah. do, because... I can work a bolt action pretty fast myself. Yeah, yeah, but after but that don't mean being, I'm accurate. Being, yeah, after being shooting is another thing. After shooting, even shooting a still target, you have to like make sure you're still on it. But a moving target, you'll have to find the target yes. again. Yes, that's and then shoot unless and, it was in line with where they were going. The car going this way, he's up above them. Yeah, you know he could probably do. Of course, this is probably in their investigation. Yeah, but still, you you gotta kind of find it because you're gonna right. uh right. It's it's a moving that target. Bolt. Yeah, it's not. It's just one of those things that that you gotta question a little bit because it's and, not, and the thing is, you you almost doesn't add up. Like everything else, they call you conspiracy theorist and crazy when you question it. I'm not. I'm not saying that you're just a. I mean, I kind of am now, but uh, I'm not saying you're just a just outright liar and like, no, that didn't happen. But why do you get so pissed at me? And why does the government want you to believe what they put out so bad? And then like going into the stuff coming out, um, there was, so I think at this moment while I'm speaking, there's 95% of the JFK files are out. The other 5% are still classified and his autopsies classified yeah too. all a bunch of stuff and the thing is like it like five percent doesn't sound like a lot but that's thousands that's thousands and thousands of documents and the thing is we've been fighting for 60 since it's happened to get this far but they said and they and it's because there's they say because it could hurt people that are still alive of uh, and then there's and then other countries could i'm like well then what and because that because we know now that the cia has connections and there's been shady stuff going on. Like people have been saying that the entire time, but now we know for a fact. And we got, I got some stuff that I was, I found the other day and I don't know if I'm going to get into it right now. We'll probably get to, um, his, uh, uh, Oswald's, uh, Mexico trip, but I found some stuff in that. And it's just crazy. The stuff that I've, that I didn't know. And, the connections that the CIA has to not only Lee Har- the guy who shot the president, but the guy who silenced the guy who shot the president. Oh yeah. Uh, Jack, Jack Ruby. Ruby. Jack yep. Ruby. Yeah. Uh, but there's also the grassy knoll theory, like the second gunman in the grassy knoll, which I'm not a hundred percent sure on that one. Just because the black umbrella man, yeah, that's another one. I mean, it just goes isn't on there, and on. Isn't there one thing saying that like somebody in the car had a gun? 
Yeah, there, there was one. Okay. I know one guy that was like, no, it was, gosh dang, it was Connolly. He was like, no, it was Connolly that shot him. So that's and like, because like, he said like he turned around a little bit. So yeah. They're saying that he was turned around to shoot him. Yeah. But then he shot himself. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> but I don't think that's true either. I really don't. And the guy was like, yeah, I watched this video and it, it showed like, oh yeah, he had a gun whenever he turned around to go. And I was like, there's only like one video that of the president getting shot and it's like five seconds. Mm-hmm. But it, I don't believe that one for sure. Yeah. And the Umbrella Man, that guy was found. He was, I think we might have said this last time, but he, it was Louis Stephen Witt. And apparently he just wanted to be there to heckle the president. There's another that Umbrella to do so. There's another woman. There was a woman, an old lady that everyone talks. Apparently she hasn't been found. Um, but like there's a picture, a famous picture where after he had been shot and there's all these people on the ground, like on the grass by the road, hunkering down. And there's this, we, they say old lady, she looks like, she's dressed like an old lady, but she's not like hunched over. Like how, like she, she, it's, she's tall, just standing there and just watching like, and she has sunglasses on like, like, uh, some friggin uh, (laughs) undercover, undercover, (laughs) undercover granny sunglasses. And I mean, I mean, I don't know any theories around it. They're just saying it's kind of weird. It just looks weird. There's lots of what ifs too. Yeah. Kennedy had a back brace on. And it kept him erect. He had a back brace from from his chest all the way down to his thighs because of his back. And they, if he he went back when he shot, he couldn't bend forward. If he'd have went forward when he was shot, my second got the shot would have been would have missed. Yeah. But instead, he, he was upright, and that's when the shot hit him. It's yeah. like you, we was talking a while ago. you got to be accurate. Mm-hmm. And situation, you know, it just – you might say he just ran into the bullet. Yeah. Yeah, because, like – Because, I mean – Being shot like he was, he should have fell forward. Yeah. But he didn't. He, he he's, mm-hmm. And that second shot in that five-second period or – Well, even, like uh, – uh, the third trains shot. mark huh? the third shot was it the third or the second the third one that hit him in the head okay well like uh aren't i'm pretty sure marksmen's are like they don't go you don't go for headshots no like marksmen go for like specifically headshots usually. i don't know i've seen stuff because it's like because that's like like you that's like a inconsistent like it's a lot easier to move your head real quick or like on accident not like they're dodging the bullet mm-hmm. but like I like I I don't know I could be wrong I've just th- I thought I've heard that they go for like well killed like heart kill shots areas like the throat is a good place to shoot throat mm-hmm. the throat and the neck yeah I mean you, you you can break their neck and kill them it's right there at the spine and with the spine on the brain cord mm-hmm. there that's a kill shot yeah but my thing is is like in a moving vehicle situation what I would think it would be better to get the most the biggest target you could and he was shot in the biggest target kind of closer yeah, to the biggest target first most shot. of there wasn't much of his torso showing yeah so the head might have been like the only the, target yeah, yeah the main target you could hit because yeah you could hit him 
you could hit him a little bit lower, but that would. But still, there was, there wasn't a ton of vital organs until you hit your heart, and that I don't think. Yeah, there was much. There was much. But wasn't he shooting from above? Mm-hmm. So he could look down into the car. He must. He could have had a say a lot of different targets to hit at that point right yeah he might he might have I mean, but he wouldn't he have knew had what the, he was doing he, yeah he, he whoever shot him mm-hmm. whoever <laughs> whomever well because i think what we could get into next is kind of more of like the kind of the before right before like um cia type stuff because i kind of want to get into the mex the mexico trip but I, so, yeah. I, I, i've never heard much about so Oswald's okay mexico so trip. first off he um the cia had the um the russian uh what's it called uh em- embassy the russian embassy and the cuban embassy in mexico they had them wiretapped well they knew so they knew that Lee Harvey Oswald was in Mexico. This is before the shooting, like before it. And they had the, and the, the Mexican president knew that the Cuban um, one was wiretapped. Well, they have recordings of Oswald talking to Cuba, who was in turn talking to Russia for him. And he was, like, I think some of the stuff I saw, like he had asked about his, uh, his citizenship possibly for Russia being ready um, and just asking a bunch of questions. And there's one guy, I think I have it down here, uh, former FBI director, J. Edgar Hoover. He wrote a letter in 1964 and he stated that in the wiretap, Oswald had boasted, uh, quote, I'm going to kill Kennedy, end quote. And he, that was while he was at the Cuban embassy. But the, but the Warren commission which was created to investigate this after um after his assassination they said that the that the letter never got where whoever it was going to so and then so even more there's a uh there's a cia so the cia's chief of psychological warfare at the time his name was george joe jonides jonides he was he supported a apparent uh, Cuban exile group in Florida, and they were known as, as the Student Revolutionary Directorate, and uh, they had in per, like they had in person and contact connection with Lee Harvey Oswald while he was in Mexico. So this director was actually funding them and giving them information. So and. It's and there's a, there's a bunch more, and they have they have it down to a T what Oswald was doing like you if you go to the documents that are released like this is like the actual PDF they know what bus he was on what border crossing he was at what what bus he took at the exact time it arrived at his like hotel or wherever then it had like when he was tri- when he went to the like he they have the phone calls they have everything and I'm sitting there going like well. Why, I mean, did they find this stuff after he shot him? But why would they, I mean, I guess it makes sense that they would have these embassies wiretapped, but it's like they already knew, they already, I mean, they had a threat before Kennedy was shot that he said he was going to kill Kennedy. 
maybe they didn't think it was that big of a deal. They maybe it wasn't because I'm sure a bunch of people, radicals in the states, said I'm going to kill Kennedy all the time. But and they thought maybe nothing was happening. He had lots of enemies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, then, uh, let's see. You see the same thing today, though, J Dub. Mm-hmm. With his Al-Qaeda and stuff like that. Wasn't it Clinton that had uh, Osama bin Laden? Yeah. They had him dead to rights and they let him go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's And they just... had the information. They knew what he was, what he did. Yeah. Well, I mean, all the FBI knows yeah. about all these shooters. Yeah. That are shooting up schools. I mean, and they, know, they knew about them and they did nothing. And so... This is this was also they talked about the the documents that were released on this thing I was watch, uh, reading. I forget what the uh, it was a it was a reputable reputable news source. I can't remember what it was though. But so but a court so the CIA's they still have five percent. Like I said, the documents that are they said contain quote quote sources and methods that date all the way back to the nineteen nineties. Releasing of those documents could do identifiable harm to intelligence operations, individuals, and other countries that may or may not be allied with the United States. End quote. Uh, hmm. Oh, and uh, there was also a House Select Committee on Assassinations that was also made during it. They has they had some, yeah. they were kind of at at odds with the Warren Commission. Because they said that um, there was um, undeni- at one point they said there was undeniable proof that there was two shooters, and that there had to have been two shooters. They kind of backed off later on, but they still have in their documents their final reports. I think I have somewhere where their final report what is said in their final report. But I can't. The, com- the commission concluded that Oswald acted alone in killing Kennedy, and that Oswald was not part of a conspiracy. That's what little bit I've got here. Is that what the Warren Commission said? Yeah. Yeah. So the J. Uh, so the House Select Committee on Assassinations created after JFK said that the said in the official final report documents that JFK was probably killed due to organized crime. And that there was a conspiracy that also, uh, they also said there was most definitely two gunmen firing at the president at the same time. That was their final report. And that, so, but they, the Warren Commission was its own deal that was kind of. And there's another little part here. Uh, The committee was unable to identify the other gunmen or the extent of the conspiracy yeah and then this conclusion was based largely on audio recordings of the shooting Hmm. so they were listening to see how many uh rounds were there and uh uh, that's where they got that uh little tidbit yeah well i think it's more believable that there was that there were two gunmen i mean we talked. We said this earlier, but it's. I don't think it's very believable that he shot three shots from a Carcano rifle that and, quick. Yeah, that, that quick, that accurate. And I mean, yeah, he missed one, 
but still he got he hit too he shot him in the neck which that's not a super easy shot and then he also shot him in the head yeah so, so that, also in this article i was re, uh, reading there's a uh this also led to a video that i watched um there's a guy his name's robert groden and he's a jfk historian well so they they turned the building that oswald was in into a museum i think i think it's called like I don't know what it's called, three-story, five-story museum, something like that. I don't know. But he he sets up a table outside, like uh, like outside of it, and which he's in his rights to do. And he tells the story kind of like what I've been saying, like the Mexico trip, and then like the two sh- the that c- committee saying there was two shooters at one point and all this. Well, he has been he has been ticketed 82 times since he's been doing it and he's been arrested twice. And they also had his lawyer in the video and they said every time they would try to, they, they, they arrested him and all the tickets, he would go to trial for them and they would always, it would always be statutes that didn't apply. And then they would end up going and trying to change the statute statutes while he was in trial mm-hmm. and it never worked. And also he play, uh, he also um, placed in, a uh, spray painted X on the exact location that Kennedy was shot. Well, the city removed the entire section of street (laughs) and their reason was quote, we don't want anyone tripping over it End quote. I don't want you to trip over paint over paint. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and I'm like, and I'm just, I'm like, for one, that should just be there anyways. That's kind of a good idea to see where he was shot. That's like, that's a historical site. Yeah. It's I mean, not like a very good one, but it's not. Yeah, a huge I mean, one, but still. But why do they? Because he says he was kind of saying that it was because the city didn't like him and the people who own the hotel. I mean the uh, the his, the museum they didn't like him either. And it, I don't. The he they say it was more so possibly taking business away or something like that. But he thinks it's more of like a he doesn't like his version of. Or what he thinks and his opinion. Take business away. I bet there's thousands of people that go to that spot oh, every yeah. day in Dallas. Yep, for sure. <clears throat> I think uh, while we're t- uh, waiting here, we'll probably take an ad break and we'll come back and continue. We'll be back. Hi, everyone. Are you tired of relying on our unstable food chain? If so, you're in luck. If you live in the greater southwest Missouri area, Our new sponsor, Wilson Farms, can provide you with homegrown beef. Wilson Farms can provide you knowledge and confidence that your beef is ethically raised and harvested. For more info, call 417-838-2451 or you can call 417-838-5237 and let them know we sent you. All right, and we're back. Uh, so we finished, we finished off talking about, uh, a lot of the inconsistencies and conspiracies with the assassination and Oswald. Um, so I kind of wanted to get into, so if you don't know, I think we mentioned it too, but, uh, so a few days after, uh, Lee Harvey, allegedly Lee Harvey Oswald shot JFK, he was getting moved in a bit uh, the Dallas a Dallas police department or an FBI place or something in the basement. Well, the story says that a guy named Jack Ruby 
saw his opportunity and shot uh Oswald. shot Oswald and killed him. Well, so when you talk about that, you're like, oh man, Jack Ruby must be a hero and he's just a guy that was pissed that his president the president got killed. Well, I got I got interested in old Jack Ruby and I started looking into it. Well, so so I was looking at some stuff. So Ruby was actually connected to so he owned a nightclub in Dallas mm-hmm. and was not the best guy. He was connected to organized crime. What uh he was actually in a mafia called the Yiddish Connection. And this had le- uh, this had led many to believe he was either directly or indirectly involved with government agencies in the cover up of the killing and the assassination attempt. Well, so also I so I was looking into it more and in actually in March of 1959, Ruby was approached by FBI agent Charles Flynn to become a to become a federal informant to to him being because of him being a nightclub owner and his to, uh, they said that his he had possible connections to criminal activity because of his because what he could see in his nightclub and he during the uh, the year of 1959 he was contacted and visited by the FBI eight different times and hmm. so and uh, well then also so like well, we said uh, Russ you said this when we were on the break there's like the there's the rules for assassination like you have the assassin then you kill the assassin to you assassinate the assassin basically well so that's what people are saying Jack Ruby was for he was going to kill the guy who had all the info maybe well so then you think well Jack Ruby was actually sentenced to death pretty quickly well then there was he there was a retrial or whatever and he ended up dying in 1967 in prison, allegedly. Hmm. So now you have the guy who shot the president, died, killed, and then the guy who did it, who might have some information, who doesn't, they didn't say he became an informant. I don't think he did, allegedly, but a guy who was a possible FBI informant and possible CIA informant was the one who killed the guy who just killed the president. Now he's dead. Yeah. So all your connections are gone. Yeah. They, and you can't, you can't find what would you say it was cancer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't, you can't interview cancer. See what that, they got. That leads to something else. We was talking about a while ago, that 5% information that we are not privy to. Yeah. Why can't we, why can't it come out? I mean, mm-hmm. is it, all the people are dead. No, they say that some it could hurt. It said they they said that it could hurt uh, pe- individuals that are still alive today. Information that are in them. So my thing is like, well, if it's it, well, this is the funny part. So it says, according to the Warren Commission, the FBI, and the CIA, and basically the entire government, Lee Harvey Oswald acted completely alone in killing JFK. They also say that. Ruby, uh, Jack Ruby also acted completely alone in killing uh, Harvey Oswald. So if the two people who did the killings in this event acted completely alone, then everyone should be fine. Yeah. There should be no one that could have information in those documents that could hurt them. Could it be that 
the information would make us think that the government is crooked. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh-huh. I don't think the, I think the government's <laughs> on our side. Cheek. Oh yeah, <sighs> they did all the that government bad stuff a long lie. time ago, yeah. but it's no, no, different no. now. It's not like they're testing people with massive drugs to see what their minds do. Oh wait, MK Ultra. Definitely not like they had Agent Orange anywhere. Yeah, and just. It's not like they're uh, injecting black people with syphilis in a in a uh, town that is still it's definitely not like getting screwed over tonight. In, uh, I mean, today meth. still. It's definitely not like they're putting in meth in low income neighborhoods. Yeah. Oh wait, they are. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh wait, hold on. Wrong, sorry, I was thinking of the diff of a different government. Yeah, ours all ours did ours did that. So, I mean, it's just, how how weird is that? That the CIA knew about Lee Harvey Oswald talking with the Cubans and Russia, or Soviet Union. And, but no, he's he's completely alone. And then Jack Ruby's, I mean, I, has, has anyone in this room, has any of you been approached by the FBI or the CIA to be an informant? Not yet. Allegedly? Do you know anybody who was allegedly? I mean, I try to stay out of those wicked. Circles, well, that's what J-Dub. I don't get. Like that does that. They're they're, they're trying that's to act like that's just normal. Mm-hmm. Like I would want to go and see. I want to go and ask all these nightclub people that own nightclubs and be like, "Have you ever been approached by the FBI or the CIA for yeah information?" By, I, I by information? What you're saying, yeah. I'm like, that's not a normal thing, and I'm not saying that the FBI had any. Like, I'm not saying that these. They were planning what to assassinate would, the president who wasn't president yet back then, but they still probably had contact with him. Why Jack Ruby, of all people? Yeah. Why not go to somebody else more in touch with the mob or something Why like not that? put a guy you already know is with you and go try to get him to work for Jack Ruby mm-hmm. if you really need to be in his yeah. nightclub? Give me a job, Jack. I want to work in yeah. your bar. <clears throat> I mean, if they can wiretap a, a freaking embassy of a major country i think they can wiretap a nightclub yeah yeah i mean i don't know it's just all those things this is that's, none that's of this adds else. up very well well it's everything we talk about the like ruby ridge waco all this stuff they have all the I mean, none of it ever adds up and also like uh and we're Las just supposed Vegas to believe shooting. it we're just supposed to believe it you mentioned something a while ago about the audio they had of the, the shots that were fired yeah where did they have this set up at? This well, is 1961 or 63. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. What kind of technology did they have that they could? Rec- did they have tape recorders in the car? Yeah. Did like, they have tape recorders stuck around places? No I one. Mean, no one out there had their phone recording. People had transistor by. radios at that time. <laughs> Nothing. You know, it wasn't. Yeah. Well, they had that one video uh, of I mean, him getting shot. Yeah, they had they- cameras. That's, but the, I'm talking about the audio. Did did it pick up on the well the TV cameras? Is that what might have the mics? It might have. It might have been a faint. They could have probably enhanced enhanced it. like yeah, they can, made they, it louder. They can they can, they can drag but, out different sounds, yeah. you know, and tweak stuff. Even but, even back then, they could do that. But, okay. but and they also confiscated a lot, like any evidence from people that were in the crowd that day. Pictures yes. and things yeah, like that. Pictures, yes. videos, 
audio too like if there was if anybody had any Remember, audio videos i mean they might have had an old eight millimeter camera or something like that mm-hmm. but the ordinary you can see people. every single pixel <laughs> yeah all two of them i, I think that's <laughs> okay i don't know it's just but and and what pisses me off the most it would it would be one thing if they told us what they're telling us and then they let it be and but what pisses me off the most about all this stuff we always talk about on this podcast is they actively are mad and call you names for asking questions that's what they do today yeah cuz I mean, like they, the Las they, Vegas shooting and, and everything they say the, the more you say it the more you're going to believe it it's the gaslighting they, effect they act like all of this is normal which yeah literally none of it is yeah you look at like yeah this that's just how it is yeah no, no it's really not you just say that yeah i mean i mean you could say this about but the thing is like i can kind of see where some people who don't necessarily um find the information for themselves i can see where if the government said this is what happened and they don't they don't know what the government has done like they'll be like, well, why don't you believe it? They, this was the, this was the, this was the what they said happened. But you can question anything. Like, did John Wilkes Booth actually killed Abraham Lincoln? Like, we don't know everything that had to do with that. But you can question anything. But the thing is, especially nowadays, and even I mean, this is in the '60s, and we have all of this information. But like nowadays, with the Las Vegas shooting, we have all this paperwork that anyone can find. And it might not be the conspiracy theory that we're saying might not be a hundred percent true, but what they're saying isn't a hundred percent true. And we can find that it isn't. And there's inconsistencies every time that they never have to, they never have to answer to. They don't address, they don't really talk about, and they just try and discredit whoever finds it. Yep. Well, on the, that, that that's a a fear factor too people are so scared they they just want to hear something they don't want to look for any conclusive evidence on stuff they just want to hear something okay okay well that that, that suffice that checks out cnn that, that's what i was getting ready to say jw hit on a mark and you did too <clears throat> it's just like the state of the union address the other night how many people believe everything he said because he's the president because he's the president because he's the government i mean people don't study they don't they just take it and go yeah everything's great everything's good i created jobs i did this yeah they don't see that all was the only killer the only shooter in the the assassination like the people don't see that's what they said that's what i'll believe like the people don't like yeah like if you if you mess with the numbers there are more jobs than there was during COVID when you shut down yeah. when the country was shut down. But the thing is, you can't you can't say that jobs that you forced to shut down are job growth. So, but they don't have to say that. I didn't want to get off on that, but that yeah. was the point I was making. Yeah, that people are so gullible. Yeah, yeah. they're it's, so gullible. He's that not. They, yeah, I mean, he's not technically lying, they but don't he is. Question nothing. Yeah. They don't question it. Yeah, I mean, even amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. Did Kenneth, did Ruby, you know, was Ruby involved in, yeah. the, in the assassination plot? Was Harvey Oswald the lone shooter? Yeah. Or was he just a patsy? You know, two guys <clears throat> that had connections 
with this stuff much trouble and by themselves. Much, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, just, it's been, it's been what? 70 six, years? 60, 60, 60 years. years. Um, yeah, it's year. been 60 years. 60 yeah. years yeah, this 60 year. years. Wow. And there's yeah. still, it's still a controversial issue. Yeah, 60 years. They should, I mean, all the documents should be out. Well, that's the thing. Like, that's one thing that kind of irritated me that Trump did. Because Trump was trying to get the a bunch of the documents released. And he did get a lot of them released. But then after a few, a little bit, he, some of them he didn't let out. And I'm just wondering if he's like, he read them. Or if somebody was like, yeah, you don't put these out. And that's one thing that uh, literally the only thing that I think Biden, well, Biden actually has done that isn't necessarily good, but just should be should happen is he's also trying to get them out. But then again, that's everyone cares about this still. Like every it's like it's like the Princess Diana thing. Everyone knows about it. Everyone talks about it even after 60 years. So like I think we said it on one of the episodes. We talked about it last episode with like presidents using tools to get them elected. So these pre, these everyone like because I think they took a poll and they said it was like sixty eight percent of Americans think that there's a bigger conspiracy to this. So right then and there, the president goes like, "Well, a majority of Americans think it's a conspiracy. So all I have to do is say I'm going to figure it out, or if I'm going to give you the tools to figure it out. So that's another tool to get them elected." Exactly. So, uh, but you want me to read that? Well, you got something to read? Well, this part right here just goes right along with what you were just talking about, about how many people thought it was a conspiracy, mm -hmm. and it's talking, you know, sixty, seventy percent of the population. Yeah. Yeah. Seventy-four percent. Thought there was in uh well, say so in more than I thought. I <laughs> thought there was been a cover up. Gallup poll in November twenty thirteen showed sixty one believed in the committee of so that, on assassination. This was an investigation in two thousand thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and well and, and my thing is is like I wanna go and ask the people who don't think there's a cover up. If there's not a cover up, then why does there have to be thousands and thousands of documents that won't come out? <laughs> if there's no cover up, then everything's fine. Yeah. Just tell me. The, that's the thing with conspiracy theory theorists. They 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 say, "Oh, he's a conspiracy theorist. He's crazy." All you have to do, and there are some that won't believe, that will never believe. They always want to believe their conspiracy theories. But I think a good majority of them, if you would just show them, if you just tell them without any bullshit, which it's always going to be bullshit. Maybe like some people might go like, "Okay, well, what what do they call it? Transparency." Yeah. 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 Well, and also, the but they've wrecked. CIA. They've wrecked it. Sorry, yeah. but they've wrecked it now. It doesn't matter. They could be the government could say tomorrow, "I'm we're going to be a hundred percent transparent for the rest of our lives." They've already ruined it, and no one's going to believe them yeah. now. Yeah, they've they've ruined it. Yeah, because they admitted it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the CIA made the term conspiracy theory specifically for the JFK assassination. <laughs> because oh people were digging in too much and look like looking at the facts, looking at what they saw themselves. And they're like, okay, they're going to find out the truth. So they're like, they're, these are just conspiracy theories. They're just crazy people. Now, now they use that term all the time. Oh yeah. Everything. Yeah. So like Alex Jones, he's 
the biggest one of them all, I think, really. <laughs> but it's like it's like. But uh, don't you think there's a certain amount of truth in what Alex Jones says? Oh yeah, oh there I mean, is. I mean, that's he's got a why, weird. Why way would of there saying, be a conspiracy theory if there isn't some kind of truth to it somehow? He's got a weird way of saying a lot of yeah what it is. I but mean, there's truth and I look truth at in a lot of I look yeah. at Alex Jones the same way I look at Trump. Like if you look at Obama, Obama was was a hundred percent a better speaker than Trump was. And then Alex Jones and Trump, they can't convey what they're, they know stuff, but they can't convey it right. Like Trump, when he talked about, uh, California, not, yeah. uh, not, uh, um, cleaning the, uh, forest floor that great. Cause, uh, cause of the forest fires Trump said, like, basically he was saying, do the controlled burns, but he said it in like a stupid, stupid way. And everyone's like, what the F is he talking about? But it's the same thing with Alex Jones. Like Alex Jones was talking about like turning the frog, they're turning the frogs gay. Mm-hmm. That, that sounded funny and crazy. But when you look, there's, they're actually putting a hormone that changes the gender of the frogs. Frog, yeah. So that's not, I don't know if turning the frogs gay is the best way to convey your thing he needs a little more finesse yeah what he's how he's well, saying the thing is like, i find myself in that same situation a lot too but the thing is it's more i see it more of like somebody who talks like that is a little bit more passionate because yeah because like yeah obama went to freaking like these schools to learn how to speak this way how to say a lot without saying anything like and that makes people feel it's good it's a skill it yeah it makes people feel good like if uh, like if a soft-spoken guys come up there and they're just taught like they just all they have to do is just say a bunch of nice words and nothing. And people are like, oh, yeah, I feel good. But if somebody comes up there and goes like, yeah, we're in we're in trouble. We're going to fix it. And this is how we're going to fix it. But they don't put any finesse, like you said, on it. People are going to be like, well, this guy sucks and I'm scared. Yeah, he's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> There's so. one more conspiracy that I kind of want to touch on. Have you guys heard of like the Lyndon Johnson conspiracy theory with jfk yeah i've heard some stuff i saw the picture when he was getting sworn in yeah and poor old uh jacqueline's on there crying well, and there's a guy giving, there's a guy giving a thumbs up to lyndon b johnson he's looking over and smiling at him and yeah jackie's still got bl- her husband's blood on her yeah. and her dress like yeah that's just one of like the conspiracy is that he had something to do with uh, the assassination, and that. Well, then his he, good buddy Robert ended up getting killed too. There was mm-hmm. no love lost between Kennedy and the Kennedys no. and Johnson. Nope. No. You might say the Kennedys politically castrated Lyndon Baines Johnson. Yeah. He was the most powerful senator in. He'd been in the Senate since the '30s, and he he was a powerful man. And they put him in as vice president just to put a halter on him. And it worked. And he hated it. He hated being vice president. But then he became president. And he hated he hated Bobby. He hated Jack. He hated them all. Yeah, and well, Bobby Kennedy got killed too. Yep. Later in 68. Sirhan Sirhan, didn't he just get paroled here in the last few years? I have no idea. Was that the... That was when he killed Bobby. Supposedly killed Bobby. He was a... I may be wrong here. He might have been a Palestinian or Syrian or something. He was a foreigner. Check that out, J-Dub. Who? Sirhan Sirhan. Killed Bobby (laughs) Kennedy. Yeah. 
Spell that out perfectly. I have a Rob, I have a Kennedy. I thought I had a Kennedy tab open, so I can probably just see who killed him. He wasn't paroled, but something. Uh, there was some talk about him here. Uh, hmm. Man or death assassination. I cannot find. I can't find his Wikipedia page yet. They don't want you to. Yeah. It's classified. Classified documents, 5%. Well, also, Lyndon Johnson, uh, he, later on, it wasn't too far, too far on into his presidency, he classified all the documents do, to do with the JFK assassination. So that, in itself, is kind of sketchy, just because, like, it's... Oh, his next parole know, hearing just, no, is right. his. Uh, so sh- that guy's next parole hearing is March first, twenty twenty three. So he had a, he was coming up for parole. Yeah, <clears throat> parole hearing. Yep. I knew I'd heard something on the news about it. I didn't know. I didn't think they paroled him. But hmm. what was he? What nationality was he? Uh, hold on. He's just. He's from Palestine. Palestine, okay. Yeah, or Israel. Yeah, he's Palestinian. Well, you got, you guys have anything else to? Oh, really uh, put in just kind this? of mention, like, as I talked, I talked about that, uh, um, the F one eleven Ardvark and they, uh, the uh, plane that Kennedy picked. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, apparently the stuff with Boeing, which is because the Boeing got outbid. Mm-hmm. By uh by that, well, Lyndon B. Johnson had a lot of connections and like stuff going on with Boeing after the Kennedy stuff. I mean, it's probably I mean because Boeing's like the biggest one. I mean, Air, the Air Force One was a Boeing, mm-hmm. so I mean it. I mean, it might just be me just being a, being a conspiracy theorist, <laughs> but I'm just sitting there like I mean I don't know if Boeing had a bad relationship with kennedy but it's just something to something to think about yeah uh well you guys i kind of want to see what you guys think is the most or what you guys believe happened with the jfk assassination like do you believe the mainstream what ha- what they tell you happened really happened that oswald worked al- worked alone or do you think that something else happened with it jada if you want to go first first. i okay and this is really i I really don't when it comes to the shooting i don't really know i i do i do think that i 100 percent believe that uh lee harvey oswald and jack ruby were in a a uh operation or mm-hmm. something Kinda to like kill bonds. to kill the president i don't i do probably believe that jack uh jack ruby probably didn't know who oswald was and vice versa until like oswald probably didn't know hit ruby at all until mm-hmm. you know that day he shot him um and ruby might have known his target or whatever was going to happen when it comes to the shooting i don't know if there was another shooter 
Uh, I'm I I bet there was I, I but there were, I 100 believe that they're covering up something and the CIA had Kennedy killed. How did Ruby get to where he was at to shoot the guy? Yeah, I don't know how. I mean, he, they brought him he's out in a of basement. J- yeah, of a, a, of a jail. Jail. Yeah. How did he get in that position? Yeah, I know. He was well, not a law enforcement officer. Mm-hmm. He was not. He wasn't he, with the press, but he <clears> might have been acting as part of the press. I mean. Somebody had to, he had to be able to get in there to do that. He shot the man point blank. Yeah. He just point walked point up blank. to him, stuck a gun in his belly. And the two people that were just holding Oswald were, were just kind of standing there like, oh, what was this guy doing? Yeah. <laughs> so that's, yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think the most, the part for me that is the most like confusing and I don't really know what I believe is the shooting itself. Like, I believe that Lee Harvey Oswald was one of the shooters and, but I don't know if there was another shooter and I don't know if another shooter shot, mm-hmm. but everything else, I a hundred percent believe there's a cover up and the CIA knew about it. Yeah. I mean, they knew that he's, they, I, we know for a fact that, that he, they knew that he said he was going to kill Kennedy at some point mm-hmm. in Mexico. So that's what I believe. Well, uh, dad, you want to go? What What do you think? Uh, I really think it, it is a cover up. Uh, I mean, the, the government, I mean, you, you got to do certain things to run a government, mm-hmm. but you also got to be, uh, 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 oh, true to the, true to the people, not lie to them. Don't cover the stuff up. If you want, if you want trust, you, you to get trust, you got to trust your people. But, uh, uh, there's too many inconsistencies on on this whole thing, and I think it is a cover up. That's Dave. You got something? You got a? Oh, I got lots believe? of things. I got lots of things. You got one you believe most? I'd say there's too many people involved in it to even come to a conclusion. Really, I mean. It's like Jay Evan Russ both said that <clears throat> Ruby and Oswald, they didn't pull this off on their own. I don't know. Johnson, CIA, the mob, Castro. There's too many lines leading to too many places. I uh I was gonna say this, I forgot, I thought of it while I was talking, but I think that at the very least, I think the CIA might have not necessarily done it themselves, but I think they employed mafia to do it. Uh, yeah, that's like, what, hey, get this and done. That's true. That's that, what mine was. Dulles, Dulles and Kennedy did not get along. Dulles was the head of the CIA at that time, wasn't he? He was yeah. when Kennedy took office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he fired him. I think he did. Yeah, I think he, he fired, fired him. him shortly after he'd become in office. Yeah. But you know he still had connections. Oh, you yeah. know he still had some stuff. And uh, there's just too many the teamsters bobby kennedy was after the teamsters they was all working on organized crime against it that was bobby kennedy's big wheel right there was organized crime and uh jack kennedy didn't do nothing unless he run it through bobby him and bobby was tight and they talked together they they the missile crisis all that stuff him and bobby was the kingpins and that whole deal because like i said jack wouldn't do nothing without bobby's consent or his opinion yeah 
Well, uh, and I think that maybe <laughs> let the conspiracies fly. I mean, you know, it's going to, it always has, it has yeah. for 60 years. Well, you have a minute and 30 seconds. Well, Jim. I was just going to say, you guys pretty much said all I was going to say. I, I, I think that the CIA brought in the mafia, like what J-Dub said, and they, but I also think that they might have pointed, uh, the mafia might have pointed the CIA in the direction of uh, Ruby because he had loose ties with the mafia, but not like strong ones. So they knew of him, but they didn't, they weren't like 100% together. But I just, I think it's a whole lot bigger than we really think it is that we can even really imagine but that's all i had to say and uh we'll be right back for closing statements and plugs and we're back again so well that's pretty much we have we could we could spend three more episodes talking about them and i'm sure old jfk and the conspiracies will come up again when we in some for each future episodes, we're probably gonna have like a Vietnam episode at one point, maybe. Uh, so we can't have that without Kennedy showing up. But um, so thanks for listening. You can find me on TikTok and Twitter at jdub underscore seventeen seventy six. You can find me on Instagram at jdub underscore seventy six underscore panther den pod. You can find Cameron at on TikTok at uh Dr. Fauci is a cuck all over case. Uh you can also find him on uh you can find our official um Instagram at Panther underscore actual all over case. And uh you can email us if you have any questions, any comments or concerns at the the Panther Den pod at gmail.com. Uh we're gonna have a question for Spotify for you Spotify listeners. So if you want to answer at the bot uh, below, uh, what is your top five presidents of all time? And we'll probably we'll have a big we're gonna go over ours on next week's episode where we're gonna go over some current events and probably talk about some balloons. The balloons, the, <laughs> the train wreck, the earthquakes, you just know, all kinds of stuff. So, so make sure you answer that if you want to. We'll read them off. We'll read ours first, and we'll probably go over everyone else's and maybe discuss that a little bit. So thanks you for listening, and we'll see you next time.